Philippians 3, verse 10 to 14. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Well, I have to say, well, I'm physically shaking. And I don't normally um, shake like I'm feeling shaking now. I just think there is such a power of the Spirit in this place this morning. And I think the worship songs have led us to the very throne room. And uh, I'm all a quiver. And I don't experience this very often. So um, you might have to bear with me. I just uh, feel a bit overcome. But first of all, I'd like to say a big thank you to you. Um, when I was last here, uh, so many people came up to me afterwards and spoke to me. Um, your love, your care, and your support to me uh, was just amazing. Um, a stranger to some of you, um, but as brothers and sisters in Christ, um, can I thank you for your care and your love towards me. So Philippians 3, verses 10 to 14, I've entitled it, Forgetting what is behind because that was the message that uh, Paul was uh, uh, giving to the church at Philippi and uh, in thinking about this um, because I I got the text um, sort of Saturday I was sort of thinking about Adelston in two weeks time and uh, I was thinking about the text and so this is what uh, came to me Um, and so I was sort of thinking about it, and then the, the change of date um, to today instead of next week. Um, so God had already given me the text. His, he know, He knew. Um, and so um, I have been thinking about it and then was able to write it down. But I wonder, did you ever set yourselves a goal in life? Uh, often when we're at school, sometimes we think we'd like to be a train driver or a pilot or a nurse or all those kind of things. Um, And then when we get to to sort of later in school, decide on what exams you're going to take, whether you're going to go to university uh, or not, um, sort of set your goal for a career. Now, whether that's from school, whether that's from university. So I wonder, how did you get on with your goal? Did you achieve your goal? Or are you still in the process of achieving your goal? Well, for me, I knew what I wanted to do when I left school. I wanted to play with aeroplanes. So strange that I am, I wanted to play with aeroplanes. But I wanted to play with them as an engineer, not as a pilot. I'm colourblind, red and green, so that wouldn't help really, would it, with being a pilot. Uh, uh, I can see red and green, um, but um, if you put two pencils sort of where you are, like that, one red, one green, I wouldn't be able to tell you which was which, but I can see red and green normally. 
So I wanted to play with aeroplanes as an engineer, but most importantly, I wanted to be a Concorde engineer. Uh, I'm just mad keen on aeroplanes, but this particular aeroplane uh, is the one for me. And to some degree, I achieved my goal. And that um, I did my apprenticeship at BAC Weybridge. Uh, for those younger than me, uh, it's on the Brooklyn site. It used to be a, an aircraft factory called British Aircraft Corporation where parts of Concorde uh, were built. So I did my apprenticeship there and worked on the aeroplane um, in building it at Weybridge. Um, and then I went down to Fairford and Filton on the flight test program and uh, played with the aeroplane uh, in, in a whole because Weybridge only built part of it. And then when Concorde joined BA, well, it was obvious that that's where I needed to apply. So I applied to BA and was accepted as an engineer. So I thought, everything's looking good. I'm now going to get to play with the aeroplane for the rest of my career. Wrong. When I joined BA, they didn't put me on it. So all that experience, no. They had this rule that the next engineer to come into the company went to the first manager that needed an engineer. And it wasn't Concorde, because they had an abundance of people that wanted to work on Concorde. So I was disappointed, but my career, uh, my goal was still to work on the aeroplane, so I tried hard to get on that fleet. Um, but every time my name came to the top for a change of fleet, I seemed to get 747 majors or 747 minors and not Concorde, so I gave up. I gave up. So what I did was I changed my goal. So I'm not going to do that, so I'm going to do something else. Uh, and I joined the BA engineering commercial team. Uh, and my job was to sell engineering services to other airlines. And I traveled the world talking to other airlines. And I had a good time uh, flying around the world at BA's expense. Uh, it was really good. My favorite customer, and, and I'm sure you won't be surprised about this, was Air Seychelles. I don't know whether you've ever been to the Seychelles. It's a lovely place. It is a lovely place and a lovely people. Um, and the good news, of course, when I went to, uh, to the Seychelles, BA only had two flights a week. What a shame. I was either there for three days or I was there for four days. Do the business in one day, sit on the beach for two or three days. It was very nice. The only problem was that it's a honeymoon place. If you've ever been in a honeymoon place where, you know, when you go to dinner or you go into... Um, the sort of bar area and whatever, it's all couples, lovey-dovey, and Billy No Mates sitting on his own for two or three days was no fun. So what I did, of course, was good old staff travel. So whenever I went on duty, I got my wife a ticket on staff travel, and she came with me. So we had lots and lots of honeymoons in the Seychelles, <laughs> which was really good. <laughs> So it is good to have goals in our secular life as well as our Christian life. And some of the things that we have goals for um, can change. Can change because of our own circumstances or can change because of some of the circumstances and factors uh, around us. The outside influences that change. I had no control when I joined BA um, that I was going to work on Concord and they decided I wouldn't. In secular life, that can happen. In 
God's life, in God's church, that doesn't happen because God has set the goal for his church and he expects us all to reach that goal. The more we walk and talk with him, the closer we'll become to getting to that goal. And Paul recognised that the greatest goal in all of life was to know Jesus and to be found in him. Paul knew, like us, we are a work in progress. The only way we're going to achieve our goal is when we get to glory. I sort of look on a graph and it's sort of, you know, we're sort of at the bottom and then suddenly it'll go boom to the top as we get to glory and achieve the goal for which Christ has saved us. So it's going to take us a lifetime. And Paul knew that. He knew it would take him a lifetime to achieve the goal that God had set before him. What he needed to do, of course, was to forget what happened before and to focus his attention on what God wanted him to do and God had called him to do. And here at Addleston Baptist Church, you have been under the ministry of Ben for a good number of years. And I remember coming to Ben's induction service and the church was that way round. So I remember it was that way round. Um, I have been here several times when it's been this way round, but at the induction it was that way round. So you've seen a change. Whether that was Ben's, whether or not that was um, the leadership here to change the church round, we did exactly the same at Heathervale. Ours was that way on and we changed it to this way on and we've changed it back now. So Graham had it changed this way, Martin came along and had it changed back that way with the agreement of the leaders. So things can change. Ben is in the past. Forgetting what is behind, I press on to the future. So what does your future hold here at Addleston Baptist Church? Well, I don't know is the answer. I don't know what it does. But what I know is that God is in control. And if God is in control, then only good things will happen under flooring. And I hope you believe that. I hope you trust eagerly and are looking forward to Florin's ministry. Are you excited? Yeah. Because you should be excited. You should really be excited. Not so much Florin, but Florin's ministry of what he's going to do through God, through you, into this community. And I know God will incredibly bless the ministry here. But I also know that we're human. And humans don't like change, do we? The trouble is, the only thing that is constant in life today is change. Everything changes all the time. And we can get very nervous about change. What is going to happen? Is it going to be as good under Florin as it was under Ben? Well, the answer is, it's going to be better. And that's not to say Ben didn't do a good job. But God moves on. And he moves on with even greater blessings than you have had before. So if you're on a nervous type, and the people, someone who doesn't like change, put your trust in God. He is in control. He's not going to do anything that will harm the fellowship here.
God knows what he's doing. I often question, does God know what he's doing? And in my recent circumstances, I've really questioned, does God know what he's doing? But my confidence is in God, not in myself or my feelings. So in other words, let go and let God do his thing amongst you. So what is the goal? The goal under Ben is the same as the goal under Florin. So I looked it up on your website. And so what is your goal? And this is what it says. We believe in living out our Christian faith as effectively as possible, making an impact with those who do not know the great news about Jesus Christ. We believe we should share that good news of Jesus, equip people in their faith journey, and see them live their faith out in the world. That's your goal, a brilliant goal, and Florin will lead you into that. What you're doing, of course, is fulfilling God's great commission, or Jesus' great commission in Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the goal doesn't change. The shepherd leading you towards that is about to change. Let go and let God. Trust him for your future. Back to the passage, that's the introduction. (laughs) The other two points won't be that long, so you're right. So two things from this passage. Firstly, remember the blessings of the past. And secondly, press on to new blessings. So firstly, remember the blessings of the past. And Paul writes in this passage to the Philippians to forget what is behind and press on. Paul is saying that he considers everything that's happened in his life up to the point he met Jesus Christ was rubbish. Some of the translations say garbage, um, but rubbish is um, a more English way of saying it. Uh, But when you look back over Paul's past of persecuting Christians, putting them to death, and all those sorts of things, no wonder he wanted to forget the past, because his life has changed. And he's seen the power of God through Jesus Christ. And so he wants to move forward and forget what has gone. Jesus has become the most important thing to him. And he counts everything else as rubbish. I'm not asking you to count everything under Ben's ministry as rubbish. But just to think about what Paul is saying. The songwriters, uh, well, well, what what Paul was saying was that nothing can compare or even come close to knowing Jesus. And the song, one of the songs that we sang by Ben Fielding and Brooke Lickettwood, what a beautiful name, he penned, you have no rival, you have no equal. So we know the best person that we could ever know in Jesus Christ. He has all authority. When you read Forgetting What Is Behind, uh, is that what we should be doing? Well, I'm going to sort of say 
that throwing the baby out with the bathwater is not what we should be doing. We should not, we should forget some of the past. In fact, I'd say we probably should forget all of the past. However, we need to remember the blessings that God has done in our midst in the past. Remember the blessings that God has given to you and given to us at Heathervale um, in the past. And we need to stand amazed. When we look back at what God was able to achieve through you, through me, into the communities in which we live. I mean, I shared last time um, about my wife dying and how blessed I felt for knowing her for 53 years as my girlfriend, my fiance, my wife, and my best friend. How could I forget the past and press on? I can't. And I don't think God wants me to forget the past. He wants me to remember the blessings that I had with my wife. And I will never forget her, and I'll always remember her, and I'll always remember the good times that we had together over all those years. Our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren are a constant reminder of the blessings we shared together. Remember the blessings that you have received in the past and look forward to the blessings of the future. In my case, I won't forget. I'll remember all those blessings. And I give thanks to God for all those blessings. However, I have to press on. I have to focus on what God has planned for me. You have to focus on what God has planned for you. So remember the blessings. In the, um, I closed with um, uh, a a bookmark that someone gave me, and in the end it it said, um, as long as God leaves me here, there is something that I am meant to do. And in doing it, it will help me to find the comfort and the courage that I need to go on. So you need to find the courage and the comfort that God can bring as you move on into a new chapter of ministry. In that same way, or maybe not the same way as mine uh, situation, but the sentiment is the same. Remember the blessings of the past under Ben's ministry and praise God for them, but look to future blessings that God will do through Florin's ministry. So secondly, press on to new blessings. Blessings are a free gift from God that he pours out on his people that brings fulfillment and happiness to our Christian lives and our secular lives because we live in this world and we want God to bless our secular life as well as our spiritual life. And God blesses us with favour and with that favour he empowers us to fulfil the plan that he's called us to do. God always blesses those who put their trust in him and obey him. God extends both spiritual and material blessings to those who follow him. And I'm sure we can all look back uh, at God's blessing in our lives. And maybe you've been blessed today. I mean, I, I've, I said right at the beginning, I felt so blessed 
and so shaky as I came, as we started to worship the presence of God in this place. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. And he has a plan if you put your trust in him. So he's already planned, he's already decided how he's going to bless Adelston Baptist Church. And as you start this new chapter under Florin, he's decided what you need and how much he's going to bless you as individuals and as a fellowship. And Paul, in uh, this chapter, uh, writes in verse 14, 13 and 14, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Jesus Christ. That's the NIV translation. Um, and I like the word straining. You know, have you ever strained? You know, uh, when I was thinking about that, um, I looked it up in the dictionary. Uh, and the dictionary definition, or one dictionary definition of straining, is force a part of one's body or oneself to make an unusually great effort. And when thinking about those words, because I'm that old, uh, I remember the Barcelona Olympics of 1992. You might remember it, where Derek Redman was running in the 400 metres semi-final and he tore his hamstring and he went down uh, on the track. But he was not going to be beaten. So he stood up and started limping towards the finishing line. His dad ran onto the track, put his arm round him, and helped him to the finishing line. He finished the race. That's straining, isn't it? The, the whole of my body wants to finish this race. No matter how much pain or suffering I'm in, I'm going to finish this race. And it's that kind of determination that Paul is talking about in writing to the Philippians. No matter how much pain or discomfort we're in, we need to carry on to win the prize for which Christ has saved us for. Not a gold medal, something even better. Those words that we read, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your father's happiness. Isn't it great to hear those words when we stand in front of Jesus? Well done, good and faithful servant. You've reached the prize. Now come and enjoy all that I have for you. And a key part of Derek Redman's story is with the help of his father, he finished the race. In this life, it's difficult, isn't it? And we strain to reach the goal. We get persecuted, we get knockbacks, but we press on. Why do we press on? Because we're not alone. We have a heavenly father. We have an amazing saviour in Jesus Christ and we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and support us through the good times and through the bad times. Paul knew this, and he wanted God to be pleased with him. How he used his time, his gifts, his talents, his resources in serving Jesus and Jesus alone. Paul didn't want fame and glory for himself. He wanted all that he did to glorify God. And I know that's what you want. That's what we want at Heathervale. Everything that we do, everything that you do, to glorify God and to serve him. 
Paul was motivated to honour God and doing what he was called to do. He will support you. He will help you in order to achieve that goal. So Florin heard God's call on his life to enter the ministry and he responded with a positive yes. Not sure, I guess, what the future holds, but if God is in control, I'm going to say yes. And he said yes, and you, as a fellowship here, also said yes. And you recognised the call of Florin and called him to be your pastor in training. Our confidence is in God. Whoever God calls, he equips. Whether that's a pastor, whether that's someone who just makes tea and coffee or serves tea and coffee, he equips them to do the task he's called them for and will bless them as they do that job. And I'm confident that God will bless you. Bless Florin and his family, you and your families and the fellowship here at Adelston. He will bless you abundantly because you're, you're focused on the prize. You're focused on your goal of reaching people for Jesus Christ. I know, because uh, I've been through several um, pastoral vacancies, um, that there's going to be a few bumps in the road. Uh, not everything that um, um, people agree to do is, is happy with everybody. Uh, we're all human, we're all different. We need to listen to the voice of God rather than to listen to the voice of the enemy. But there will be some bumps in the road. But nothing that can't be sorted out by love and care for one another. It's our love for one another that will draw people into this fellowship, will draw people into the kingdom of God. Jesus said in John 13, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And you need to read this verse carefully because it says, a new command I give you, love one another. Full stop. That's the command, love one another. Unconditionally, agape love, love one another. How do you do that? Well, the verse says, as I have loved you. We need to love one another as Christ has loved us. Now, none of us know what the future holds for Adelston Baptist Church or Heathervale Baptist Church. But you know, the great news is that we know the person who holds the future. And if we've got confidence in the person who holds the future then we have confidence to go forward and to press on. His plan is perfect for you. His plan is to prosper you, and we know that as he prospers, you will be blessed. His plans aren't to harm you. Uh, they're just so good, his plans, to bless and give you a hope and a future. So if his plans are to prosper you, then he will pour out the blessings on this place. As you, as individuals, as a fellowship, and as well as the people outside that door, because that's the mission field outside that door. 
And God will bless this community because of you and your love for one another. So to finish as you enter this new chapter in God's service, I pray for an abundance of blessing, for God to pour out just so much blessing on you as a fellowship and into this community. And I look forward, whether you ever invite me back again is up to you, but I'd hope somebody will write to me and say, this is what God has done. This is how God has blessed us in this new chapter in the life of Addleston Baptist Church. So be open to what God has to do with you and through you for the future. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are a God who loves us unconditionally. You know us more intimately than we know ourselves. You know the things that we are excited about. You know the things that we're concerned about as we look to the future. But we thank you that we have a relationship with the person that holds the future, the Lord Jesus Christ. And until he comes, we will use all our efforts in straining to win the prize for which you've called us for. And so, Lord, I pray for this fellowship. I pray for Florin and his ministry. Lord, that you will richly bless them, that the abundance of your blessing might spill out into this community. And they may see growth as they share the good news of Jesus Christ. So bless them abundantly, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.